Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. Woo! 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 I'm Josh. Woo! Woo! Oh no. We went too far. It's gotten bad. Damn, son. Where'd you fuck this? This is Star Trek Podcast. Yep. <laughs> Talking about Star Trek, new new uh, new uh, collection today. Oh yeah, fuck! I'm glad somebody remembered that. Cool. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do the show. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase today. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's yeah, got to do it. We are starting a collection gifted to us by Other Jeff. That is the name he chose to go by. <laughs> Amazing. The Days of Future Past collection. Episodes where the past is happening, but it's our future. That's fun. This is a fun one. This is a fun-ass collection. And I did have to drop one episode because it was like seven episodes long. But uh, What one? What was it? I'm not saying. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Well, can you... Can you like write it in a letter to me and like? Yeah, I'll send, send it to you when you send me that bowling bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending Jeff a bowling ball because he wants to go bowling, and I have yeah. like a few bowling balls. So. Yeah, I'm going bowling tonight, and hopefully it gets here in time. <laughs> it'll get here, dude. It'll get there. Uh, we're starting out this beautiful collection brought to us by other Jeff and uh, submitted using the pledge tier of Daruma. The Woo. Days of Future Past collection, named after uh, one of the best X Men stories of all time. Go look it up. Is that the one with Cable? Uh, no. Is that the one with the Bishop? No, Days of Future Past is the story that's set in the future uh, with uh, all the Sentinels have like killed everybody. And oh, like, it's the movie. The movie. It's with the bad Rogue. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like. Narrowing Some of the it down. good X-Men are in that. <laughs> uh, this, uh, today we're talking about TOS Season 1, Episode 21, although it's Episode 20 on Paramount. Don't know yeah, what that's way about. way to fuck me up, Jeff. Uh, suck my duck. Uh, <laughs> this episode was written by DC Fontana, one of the greatest uh, contributors to Star Trek in history. Yep. Not a state, just <clears throat> District of Columbia, Fontana. Uh, Dorothy Catherine Fontana, who went by DC Fontana because this was the '60s, and uh, a woman, a woman writing science fiction. Went to the gentleman at the club here about this. She worked on TOS. Uh, the animated series, The Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine, which was her favorite spinoff. That's, you could tell. Well, it's a great one. It's the best one. It's the best spinoff. I always think ever. about DC Fontana and, like, how uh, influential she was to the entire history of Star Trek. And the fact that she started writing Star Trek not only, like, as a woman in the 60s, but she was, like, fucking uh, 27 years old, the youngest story editor in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, 27, though, in 1967 was, like, like 48 12. here. It's, like, 12 <laughs> to them, though. Like, you're a baby. No, no, they were, like, old. Well, they, they looked they... old, but they treated you like you were a baby. 
Well, especially if you're a woman. Absolutely. On account of not being able to drive or vote. Do you know how fucking great of a writer you have to be to, like, for dudes in 1960 to be like, yeah, she can write for the show. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's like, we we do point out when, like, Roddenberry is being a total uh, 1960s dude. Oh, yeah. But I I guess there are some times when he really kind of had his shit together, right? That's true. He he teetered on the edge, right? Like, he was was always... He was always teetering one side of the fence or the other, but he had um, a pretty great vision for the future. Yeah. Somebody had to do it. When (laughs) one woman could be on board the ship. (laughs) (laughs) There's also Yeoman Beehive. It's true. Who got sexually harassed so much she left the show. Um, (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't use her as an example. Um, This episode was directed by Michael O'Herlihy. I looked up the pronunciation of his fucking dumbass Irish name. Yo, fucking get less Irish, my guy. <laughs> the, the the double Irish podcast. Um, Remember in uh, in Lost when O'Hurley won the lottery? <laughs> no, I didn't watch that fucking show. Good. No to everyone yourself. who's about to get angry about Lost at me on Discord. I haven't watched the show! You saved yourself six seasons of stupid, so... Uh, Michael O'Herlihy, who um, continues the long-standing tradition of me looking up who directed the episode of Star Trek and seeing that they directed 7,000 shows that are lost to time that no one will ever see again. Like what? Like, what are the shows? Backstairs at the White House. (laughs) Is is that like a prequel to like the Olympus Has Fallen series of movies? Desperate Voyage. Peter Lundy and the Medicine Hat Stallion. Are they making these up? Are you just playing ad-libs right now? The Fighting Prince of Donegal. (laughs) Mosby's Marauders. What? I feel like I'm fucking just stepped into a different dimension. What are these shows? I don't know what The one and only genuine original family band. I mean, who could forget that? What the fuck is all of this? I don't know, but he was busy doing all that shit. I love Backstairs at the White House. What a what a, a fascinating title for a show. That's a pornography title, if I've ever heard one in my life. No, it's Backdoor at the White House. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, no, Step Vice President. <laughs> I got stuck in the nuclear codes vault. <laughs> uh, his most famous uh, feature film work is, of course, for Smith. <laughs> it's got an exclamation point. Smith! Smith! So go go to your local red box and pick up Smith! <laughs> your local red box? What the fuck year is it? Uh, 1967. 2000. Well, that's the important part about this episode, by the way. Like, uh, I was watching it, and it never occurred to me that they weren't going back to the year this episode was produced. They say late 60s. Well, they specifically say 1969. Oh, did, did they? Yeah, I think I did notice that. And I was like, well, they got it pretty, like, right on yeah. with the moon. Well, and that's shit, the thing. Right? I didn't know this episode was produced in 67. Yeah, it's bef- it feels like, I mean, they were pretty accurate. Yeah, about they're it. down to the day of the week it happened. <laughs> that's pretty good. The month and the day that it's it happened. Good. DC Fontana, which? Question mark? <laughs> 
Maybe that's how she got the right in in the industry. DC Fontana Smith exclamation mark Smith. <laughs> I just I was fucking shocked. I was like, how did she know? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I was like, oh, that was like a really good guess. I was like, holy shit. I mean, I guess they kind of knew when it was gonna, but I mean, the month that's crazy. It's like um, the day of the week down to that. The time was different. Like, I don't know what day of the week it was. Wednesday. Oh, that's good. Middle of the week, give everybody the rest of the week <laughs> off. Good job. <laughs> that's what they did. They set them up, and they were like, all right, everybody in Mission Control gets to go home. <laughs> <laughs> these things practically fly themselves these They'll days. They'll take care of it up there. Don't worry. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> On a sound stage, am I right, everybody? Am I right, conspiracy <laughs> friends? <laughs> uh, get my tinfoil. No, uh, this this episode predicted down to the day of the week when we were going to land on the moon. That's fucking nuts. They leave out some good, like, they kind of, they're just like, the astronauts. And I guess, like, did they know three of them were going up? Did they say three of them? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel I like DC Fontana had to, like, cover her ass a little bit. She's like, I can't yeah. be too correct. Yeah, I don't want to give away that, uh... <laughs> That I'm an eldritch being. People don't need to know. <laughs> I was going to say that, uh, uh, what's his name, was directing the moon landing on the soundstage. Oh, Kubrick? Kubrick, yeah. <laughs> you, man, you know that conspiracy theory's bullshit, because Kubrick, it would have taken 16 years for him to fucking complete his vision of landing on the moon. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't take into account how fucking insane that guy was when they came up with that conspiracy theory. <laughs> And I mean, considering how many broken NDAs there were with actors bitching about him publicly, I What's feel like... crazy is they edited out the part where uh, <laughs> Shelley Long, what's her name? Shelley Duvall. She- Shelley Duvall is on the moon getting just berated by him. <laughs> they edited out the part where the moon vader opens and blood <laughs> spews all over the American flag. <laughs> the moon vader. <laughs> Classic Moon Vader. All right, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Actually, before we even get into the episode, people were like, fucking stop edging me. No, learn some self-control. Yeah, it's, it'll feel better in the end. Trust me. The uh, trust me. Wink. There's this thing that I noticed about Captain Kirk. Every time there's a uh, time travel or like fake time travel or anything... Captain Kirk has this sort of, like, uh, deep-rooted respect for just, like, the shittiest fucking dude behaviors in history. Like, the more of, like, a misogynist fucking violent piece of shit you are, the more he's like, you gotta respect it. (laughs) Like, Khan, especially. Like, he's like, you gotta respect Khan. We'll give him his own planet, right? Like, you know that Khan was saying some things that you know. I'm kind of, I kind of on board with Khan. Some of that got stuff. the trains running on time. Yeah, you know? Khan kept the newspapers in line. Like, he's. It, it's not so much in this episode, but it is a little bit. And like, I was thinking how fucking weird it is because this is produced in like 1967. Yeah, and. Captain Kirk is from the future, and he is pining for the manliness that yeah. was in 1969. I mean, that's how we look at it, but we it was made in 1967, so that manliness is just 
inherent to them. Yeah, they right? were sort of sucking their own dicks a little yeah. bit. With yeah, this. they were being a little, yeah. But think about how weird that is. That, like, you're creating a utopian vision of the future in your own, in your own ideals. Yeah. But you're also like, man, those fucking Huns were cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's... It's because we have the benefit of living through, like, better Star Trek, right? So yeah. we can say, like, oh, well, this is the way it should have been. But it's, it's, Would Captain Kirk be the guy in the comment section on a video about martial arts being like, good good job if I got a phaser? How you gonna <laughs> fucking use your kickflips if I got a phaser? <laughs> Take my phaser from my cold, dead cloaca. <laughs> I'm assuming That's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I don't think Captain Kirk's that guy. No, but like, he's, yeah, he's you're the right, dude though. in the fucking video of the gorilla tearing something apart, being like, I could fucking take it. <laughs> I could fight that gorilla. <laughs> fucking chimpanzee couldn't beat me. It wouldn't rip my face off. <laughs> yep. I'm smarter than that thing. I'd get that fucking chimpanzee in a scissor kick. It wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm the smart one. I'd throw my entire body at the chimpanzee sideways. It wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Doesn't know how to deal with that. Anyway, <laughs> if this episode was on YouTube, there would be a comment in the inbox right now calling us lib cucks for that. Yeah, so that's well, cool. You know how that goes. Okay. We should get onto it because I, later I need to go watch my wife have sex with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds natural to me. <laughs> That's uh, also what I enjoy. The uh, the episode starts like it's a different show. Yeah, it's like yeah, they use a bunch of B roll with with like uh, Navy shit or Air yeah. Force shit. Yeah, so you get to see a cool jet F one hundred four baby. And uh, are you are you the uh, like a big fan of the jets? Yeah, well, you know, if you've ever been to my house, you would see that my uh, uncle makes models. And he's been making models for, like, ever. And there's a billion models here. So I knew... I always had to know, know like, what jets were. And oh, he was quizzing you. No, nah, yeah. I mean, it, it sort of became that, right? And my, my grandmother worked at the naval station. Oh, for, that's like, cool. Yeah, so I got to go there and get, go to air shows and stuff. So that was fun. My grandma worked uh, in the home. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> a homemaker. Shit, my grandma worked at being a dickhead to everyone. That was her yeah. mostly her job. I remember I went to um, uh, like a go to work with your grandma day <laughs> or whatever. That's a mouthful. That's <laughs> they should really rebrand that. And I wanted to like I was because she was the secretary of the commander of the base. So I was like, we're gonna get this fucking seat. Jets. We're oh gonna, god, it's I, gonna be I remember great. this story. Yeah, and then like I go and it's just like she's a secretary. So like. Well, there's like You're nothing just in going the on. Room yeah, with like one window at the other side of it. There's like no windows because it's a fucking naval base oh, yeah. and it's like secret and shit, right? Like there's like nothing to it's look true. at. They don't want anybody copying the secretary's work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Position a woman could get at the time, honestly. So something just fell over, and I don't know what that was. Uh oh. Did, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. It sounded like. Uh, sleeping bag falling over. Nah, I think what it was is uh, I have a bunch of lightsaber blades and I think they got knocked over. I think history will look kindly on me in my description of what that sounded like. I think sleeping people, bags falling over? People will be like, that, that man has 16 sleeping bags and they all just fell over. 
I think you're right. I'll, history, we'll see. We'll see with history. <laughs> we'll see in two weeks. At an Air Force base in 1969, a uh, a guy is on his radar, and he's like, oh, something just appeared. And his commanding officer's like, eh, what is it? Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I love yeah. how there's just two dudes in a room doing radar shit. <laughs> in a gray room with one yeah. light. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it just appeared out of nowhere, sir. And he's like, uh-huh, where'd it come from? And he's like, like nowhere, man. It just appeared. And he's like, what? And yeah. He finally another paying one. attention. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, it just dropped out of the sky. So they uh, they UFOs. scramble one jet to go yeah. check it out. F-104, baby. F-104 Starfighter, wink. Yeah, yeah. Starfighter, get it? <laughs> and I don't know if they were even using those at that point. Uh, you would know better than me. I mean, they probably were, but like, I think they had like other stuff. Like F, they had F fours at that point, so they should have been using those. But one hundred four is a hundred better. That's right. It's a hundred. <laughs> that's how it works. It's a hundred better. <laughs> yeah. So how it sounds to me? Because <laughs> I don't know fucking shit. But uh, the USS Enterprise is flying in front of a blue screen. I love this fucking effect. And it's going like wobble, wobble, wobble. Dude, I want to do another one of those videos. <laughs> They're just listening to the music. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get All right, it. I'm ready for that shit. <laughs> but uh, we get the most expensive scene of the entire episode described to us so that it costs zero dollars. Yep. They were en route to Starbase 9, and a black star of high yeah. gravitational attraction. I guess we weren't calling them black holes yet. No, they didn't know about black holes. They called them black stars. And it dragged them in, but they used all their warp power in reverse, but it was like snapping a rubber band filled with too much air. And it works, sent them... Uh, works for me. <laughs> it sent them plunging through space out of control. And so they don't know where they're at right now. Um, yeah. It, no windows on the Enterprise to look out, I guess. This <laughs> uh, Mr. Chekhov, please look out the window. Captain, we're in space still. The, they're not in space, though. They're in Earth's atmosphere. Technically, Captain, Earth is in space. Look, that's Sulu. Fuck you. <laughs> that's what I meant. Did I say Chekhov? You said Chekhov. I was like... He's not here yet. He's I was like, did Josh forget what Chekhov sounds like in the first one? But the second one, I was like, okay, that's Sulu. <laughs> I meant Sulu. All those lieutenants are all the same. Mr. Sulu, please look out the bedroom window and tell me <laughs> what planet we're on. It looks like Earth. Oh, shit. Put your pants back on. We gotta go back up. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, but they're on impulse power. Everything is fucked. And even like, there's a moment where Scotty says, if it, chief engineer Scott is still with us, we'll find out in a second. Yeah. Like he just expects him to be fucking dead. He's down fucking there. dead. That would the suck. The warp core fell over and bopped him on the head. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of sleeping bags fell on top of him. And he died. <laughs> He's taking the dirt nap now. <laughs> Got warped. But, um, He's like, Uhura, call Starfleet Control. Sure. They don't, we don't know what any of this shit is yet. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. That makes sense. 
the Black Star is in close proximity to Starbase 9. It fucking sucks for them, because they do forget to tell anybody at the end of the episode. I like how they're just, like, flying through fucking space, and then they're like, oh, there's a fucking black hole here. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) Well, that's the problem with the Enterprise and its adventures. Like, by the time the adventure's over, they forget to tell anybody it happens. Yeah. Every time. That's a pretty important, like, like, uh, you know... Don't go here on the map. There there be dragons here, like, right? E- even, <laughs> even the fucking dumbass primitive human guy points out that this whole episode is like a comedy of errors. Yeah, he's like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah, you guys seem to have a lot of mistakes and accidents happening around here. <laughs> and Kirk's like, I respect this man for telling it like it is. Kirk's like, wait until we get a holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking calls come fucking Moriarty. <laughs> the calls coming from inside the ship at that point, <laughs> or is it? Uh, but they're in low orbit over a planet, and uh, they find out it's Earth, and Kirk's like, "Oh, cool." Uh, but then they're like, "Wait, the chronometer says." Yeah, I'm looking at the the clock, and it it's physically going backwards for some reason. There's a lot of for some reason in this episode, isn't there? They didn't really have a good like grasp on like time travel mechanics at this True. point. Well, I mean, time travel mechanics are cobbled together wholesale out of these efforts. These like early yeah, efforts at yeah. trying to figure it out. I guess it's sort of like trying to think of like four dimensions as three dimensions and like how do you do that, right? The the only people in history who successfully figured out time travel to a perfect science are Bill and Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Einstein. Exactly. Well, Bill Bill and Ted is like, well, we'll just leave the keys right here. And they're there. And it works, yeah. They figured out how to fucking manipulate time perfectly. They were gods, dude. Uh... (laughs) But they they start, like, um, climbing up out of the atmosphere, but the controls are sluggish. It's taking them a long time. Captain, she's a piece of shit, sir. The ship fucking sucks dick. That's what he says. It's like somebody puts a potato in the tailpipe. But the, <laughs> the banana in the tailpipe from fucking uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop. God damn it, Detroit. <laughs> the, uh... They can't get anything on Starfleet control channels, but they do get a radio broadcast from the first manned moonshot. Yeah, so, like, in real history, like, we sent a bunch of dudes up and just flew around the moon a bunch of times, right? Like, once or twice. And then we landed on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I, I don't know, I guess, like, they just used moonshot as, like, an overall, like... Uh, hey, maybe they're gonna land on it. You know who? Knows? I don't fucking know. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, talk about covering your ass. That is yeah, a, yeah. Uh, a phrasing of the mission that makes it so no matter what they do, even if they fail, right? right it's right. still correct. Yes. <laughs> but Spock is like, "No, nah, we're in the 1960s, baby. We got thrown back in time." Damn. And uh, Spock is pretty savage in this episode later, which really made me laugh. I had a tweet about it, even. Oh, when he, like, he's like, <laughs> pulls you'll, the old... He's like, like, you'll never do anything of value for your entire fucking useless <laughs> life. <laughs> he gets fucking... They, like, Philip J. Fry of the like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Destroyed this man. 
You can stay here because you're fucking basically pointless to your fucking species. You mean nothing to anyone for your entire life. Dude, I'd be like, hell fucking yes. I want some chicken noodle soup out of the wall. (laughs) Exactly. There's a, um, there is a, like, shot on this wiki of the, the F, uh, 104. 104, Starfighter. Is that the one that's on the cover of the Beastie Boys album? Uh, That is, well, we're looking at a model. That's a model. Yeah, I figured. Uh, Is it a a cover of the Beastie Boys? I don't know. Uh, Let's do some market research. Jet. Uh, No, that is a, like, a different. (laughs) It's different. It's different, yeah. Okay. It's not, like, really, like, I think it's an airliner. Yeah, it's like a DC-10 or something. They edited the fucking photo for the album cover? Did they? I never yeah, knew there's that. An F-80, there's an F-86. Because it's in the actual full-length image, it's crashing into a mountain. But, like, oh, they only show not... the the tail end of it on the cover. We're not allowed to see that because of 9-11 or something? <laughs> Pre-9-11, they knew it was going to happen. They fucking see Fontana wrote about it. <laughs> All right, I believe that. Uh, the but they uh, they scramble a jet and it's called the blue. They give it the designation Blue J four. Sure, cool. And it is such a cool jet that it can catch up to the Enterprise even on fucking uh, yeah impulse power. The yeah, I mean they were pretty fast, but they were not like that, and they couldn't go as high like. They show it going, like, really high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go that high. And he's, like, describing the UFO, and his uh, his jet is, like, taking photos of it and shit and sending it back. And uh, they're like, you need to fucking shoot down the UFO or disable it. Yeah. And Spock is just like, it's got nukes on it, probably, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, like... It's like it's got nukes, and they're like shit. And it's like it doesn't have anything on it. Look no. at it; it doesn't have anything. On no, it. you can look at it and see. I yeah. mean, histori- maybe a missile there. This looks like there's one missile on it. Like, what is one missile gonna do to the hull of the Enterprise, even with shields down? They just assume that it has nukes, and they're like, "Well, that might hurt us." I feel like that was a note. Like yeah, in like yeah. a, a note from another writer or something like, well, why do they have to care about this jet? And he's yeah. DC Fontana was like, well, maybe they think it's got nukes on it. Yeah, it really should have just been like, well, it knows we're here and we can't like let it. Like they should know it's taking pictures of it, right? Like they scan it and it's got photo- photography equipment on it, and that's yeah, they why they need. To, they yeah. don't scan it. No, no they I'm don't. Thinking about it. They don't. They're just like it's got nukes. Fucking grab it. Yeah, Kirk's like, put that tractor beam on it. And Spock's like, it's going to destroy the aircraft. It's, like, too fragile. And Kirk's like, yeah. do it anyway. Yeah, Spock's like, it's made out of, like, paper clips and paper mache. Like, yeah, it's wild that this shit is flying right now. Like, this guy is in an aluminum coffin flying through the sky with a rocket engine on the back of it. But, uh, <laughs> and true to form, Spock is 100% correct. Yeah. And it starts destroying the, sh- the jet. Yeah. So they uh, transport the pilot onto the Enterprise, which is done in such a willy-nilly way. This is one of those episodes that sort of, like, leans towards proving people right about Kirk. There's, like, a couple of them. 
Well, he's a, a straight-up idiot in this episode. He he's is. A he's moron. like, fucking bring him aboard. Don't knock him out. Don't, like, do anything to make it yeah. seem like this is the correct time. Just pop him up here. Yeah, I'll just go talk to him and just calmly explain to him what the fuck just happened to him. He's like, uh, it's uh, when he beams aboard, he does the, like, military guy thing. He's like, I'm Captain John Christopher, service yeah. number, blah, 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 blah. Like he's a POW, yeah. Yeah, and Kirk's like, uh, you're among friends. I'm Captain Kirk of fucking Starfleet. It's, it's... And he's like, huh? It's like the Enterprise? Because he would know what the Enterprise was because it's an aircraft carrier. He should be like, Skycraft carrier? He's like, how much did this fucking thing cost? (laughs) But Kirk is like, look, I won't. (laughs) He's like, I'll I'll tell you later. Anyway, let's have a walk. (laughs) He's like. Does he say like, oh, there's only twelve of them or something like that? Yeah, he, he there's which class. does get uh, in future episodes gets retconned that there's more. Yeah, than I think there's a lot more. Them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they they go up to the bridge and there's a scene where Captain Christopher sees Spock. Like he I sees a this. woman first, and he's like a fucking lady. Oh, he sees like a, like a, yeah, crewman, whatever the fuck, and, and he like, like does like a. Arr, 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 He's like, it's a crewman. And then when he gets up to the bridge, he sees, uh, well, they have a little conversation in the uh, elevator where he's like, I'm from the future. The Moon Vader. In the Moon Vader. Captain Christopher's like, the future? I don't fucking buy it. Fucking, this sounds like commie propaganda. I don't believe in little green men. And then the elevator opens and there's a big green man there. Spock. I think this bit works better with, like, Lily in First Contact with Worf, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't, I really don't think I, if I, I mean, because, I mean, obviously, like, we know what Spock is and we love Spock, but, like, even if I never saw a guy that looked like Spock, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Now I would look at him and go, why is this guy painted green? I, I would just be like, that guy's kind of weird. <laughs> why is this guy wearing such heavy eye makeup right now? <laughs> That would be my first Why is question. This guy giving me the sex eyes. Why do I want to fuck him so bad? Why do I want to lick his tippies? His tippies <laughs> of his ears. Uh, but I was laughing to myself during this scene because I mean it's like a funny little scene anyway. But then he just has a normal conversation with Uhura. I'd be like, this yeah. is a man from 1969. He would be like, a black woman. <laughs> What? <laughs> maybe, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he's in an interracial marriage. We don't know. No, we don't know shit about. Well, uh, the fact that his son is going to be known historically and not just fucking prejudiced against his entire life tells me his wife's probably white. Yeah, you know what? That's a sad <laughs> statement. That's probably true. Uh, way to kill the vibe, wow, Jeff. I guess. Ah, I guess we're doing a real podcast now. Oh, no. Jesus Christ! What's in the news? I <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um. <laughs> Nothing, nothing good. I'll tell you that much. Um, but uh, the uh, Spock is like our main systems have been restored, including deflector, so now we can not be detected again. But, cool. Good thing we beamed this fucking caveman onto the ship. I do love. He's like Captain. Can I talk to you about Captain Christopher? And he's like, Yeah, sure. What's up? And he's walks over. And he's basically like, Why the fuck did you do this? Yeah, I feel like like you were saying like this goes a long way. Like 
I feel like this is one of the episodes J.J. Abrams watched and was like, this is why Spock hates him, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he I, doesn't listen to him. This is know? like, there's some pop culture, Kirk, in this episode. Yeah. And it, it it exists for comedy in this episode, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, you're supposed yeah. to think that he's making mistakes. But um, <laughs> he's he's like, wow, your logic is very annoying, Spock. I'm like, <laughs> are you... Even paying attention to what you're doing in this episode. <laughs> He's just like... I really think, like, Kirk, like, loves being sent back in time because he's just, like, off the chain, dude, yeah. right? Like, he's just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. There's no mommy and daddy Starfleet to tell me I can't do fucking donuts around the moon. <laughs> he loves going back in time because he gets to meet real men, unlike these fucking lib cucks <laughs> in the future he's surrounded by. He's like, where I come from, we punch people with two fists. The guy in the past is like, we use three fists. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. Oh, God, I came. I wish I was a manly man of the past. <laughs> um, only in some episodes. There's definitely... I love the episode where they are in, like, the cowboy nightmare. Because they had cowboy sets uh, yes, available. Cow- yes, yes. And Kirk talks about his ancestors being brutal and, like... Uh, they were like fr- frontiersmen, and it sounds like he's going to be like complimentary to them. But he calls them like brutal yeah. and says that what they, what they did paved way for our future, but it was wrong in its own time. And I was like, wow, nuance. It was, it was old Jebediah Kirk who first <laughs> stepped into the Donner Pass. Uh, in this episode, <laughs> though, he's like, ah, oh, fucking jets and men of yeah. the sixties. Fuck yeah, yeah, and like. Winking at skirts and broads and fuck yeah, uh, but for some reason that I can't really explain, he's like Spock, get Captain Christopher a fucking uniform. Yeah, why not give him just some clothing? Why not put him in one of the like fucking jumpsuits that they have for crewmen? Yeah, I mean. Give him some fucking sweatpants that say Starfleet on it or something. Like, My ma- <laughs> you know what I mean? It says Enterprise. It says Enterprise, but it's like Enter in that disco font <laughs> across the ass. <laughs> but holy shit, we need these. But um, my man is a fucking lieutenant. He's yeah. got the bars for a lieutenant on the on the suit that they make for him. What the but fuck? Not, it, it, it's confusing because like a captain like in the air force is like not the same as a captain in Starfleet, no, right? Like absolutely those are not. very different captains. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but like he he has the I guess maybe lieutenant is the like equivalent equivalent, but know. he is nothing in Starfleet. Period. Take a test. He didn't go to school. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He shouldn't be wearing a Starfleet uniform. (laughs) This is like my pedantic ass. Like, I I can't believe that Bones made the same sound effect. Is this a magical Bones xylophone? (laughs) No, you you are right to feel this way because you and I had to take the test. We did four years. Yeah, we did four years, got straight C's. I did six. Got straight, got straight C's. They still had to give us the fucking pass. <laughs> I did six, and they tried to run me out of Starfleet, but my uh, Indian friend wound up pulling me out of my my stupor, <laughs> and I had to pass all those tests at the end of the year. 
It's a Van Wilder. I was like, reference. are you fucking referencing Van Wilder right now? And then we filled, we filled a bunch of donuts with a bunch of Targ jizz and gave it to my arch enemy. We we fucking brought dinner to sick sick boy and Starfleet <laughs> barracks. Uh, anyway. We're fucking old. I, d- I don't understand why they gave him the fucking uniform. Because, like, later on, Q transforms into the uniform and everyone is, like, fucking offended about it. Like, yeah. they don't even know who he is yet and they're offended about it. I think they probably did it. Again, I think you're right. I think they were sucking their own dicks a little bit back then, right? Yeah. Like, like, these men of adventure, these Air Force men and NASA guys, they're the real heroes, right? Like, yeah, it's a little bit pretty much. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The warp engines are damaged but can be made operational and re-energized. Whatever the fuck that means. I love that, though. They're like, uh, yeah, we can, like, restart the engines, but, like, where are we gonna fucking go, dude? Here, here's the... <laughs> like, DC Fontana is, like, doing a little, like, joke of its time. And I feel like she probably didn't find this very funny, but the people she was working with thought it was hilarious... Yeah. That they went to the female-dominated planet of Signet 14. Yeah, and then the computer got, like, upgraded or something? Yeah, they upgraded the computer to have a female personality who keeps calling him Deer over and over again. And he's so mad about it. Well, he's embarrassed that it's happening in front of Captain Badass Christopher. (laughs) Like, so is Spock. Like, Spock is embarrassed about it. Yeah, he's Fox like, ah, you know, women. <laughs> I was like I was like, DC Fontana wrote this because she knew her fucking co-workers would think it was hilarious. That's yeah, why she like, wrote this. They were like, she's allowed to come to the a Christmas party this year. Uh but yeah, they're embarrassed because Captain Christopher is hearing their female computer. Yeah, and it's calling everyone dear, which I guess is also, like, the the female planet thought that was funny? Like, they were pulling a joke on them I or guess. something? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand this 2350s humor. <laughs> 2250s humor. Yeah. I, we're, we're, of course, from uh, from the Deep Space Nine era, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's 2370-ish. <laughs> I, I, I forgot where this bullshit story of us was set. It's, it's post-Deep oh, Space Nine, I think. All I know is I'm the Van Wilder of Starfleet. <laughs> I think we're we're set in uh, lower decks time. I think that's yeah, the so exact time we're set, like post Deep Space Nine, eighties. I don't know when does it. I don't know. Let's look it up. But Research. yeah, this is the point where Christopher's like, "Man, you guys sure have a lot of fuck ups on your ship, huh?" Yeah. And Captain Kirk's like, "No, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine." But Spock, uh, ever the cold-blooded hobgoblin, is like, well, Captain Christopher, you've made absolutely no relevant contribution to history for your entire life, so you have to stay with us. I scanned uh, Memory Alpha, and it says that (laughs) you do nothing (laughs) for humanity. I thought you were talking about looking up the dates for Lower Decks. That was a a sleeper hit. I also did that, and it's 2380 on the dot. Hell One yeah. year after Nemesis. Well, fucking, uh, he's he's straight up like, Captain Christopher, you are worthless, uh, so it doesn't matter if we pluck you from the time stream. Nothing No will one change. will miss you. Which you could have never been born, and nobody would have noticed. I feel like is true of a lot of us, really. <laughs> yeah, he probably shouldn't take too much offense to that. Like, 
But he, I mean, it's better than the other way, right? He's like, I have a wife and children, two children back on Earth. And Spock is like, it seems for a second that Spock is moved by this. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. We find out later. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, oh, I didn't check the kids. Yeah, he just forgot to check his descendants. Yeah. He was like, I was about to doom this man to never see his family again. And I didn't even do the secondary research. <laughs> Literally... Read one paragraph yeah. from the memory alpha. I, I, and I, did a, I scanned the memory alpha real quick. I skimmed it. <laughs> you know, I did the. I did. I looked at the notes. <laughs> but uh, Kirk's like, he's like, it's my duty to report what I've seen, which is like, keep that on the fucking DL, man. They're not gonna let you go if you keep saying that. Yeah, and also like, they probably wouldn't have done that, like. There's a lot of dudes who saw weird shit back then, and they were just like, nope, not going to talk about that shit. Well, everyone's you know? going to think you're a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, they'll, like, take your flying, like, yeah. permission away. In dude. the real world, because you are a lunatic. But in this, because <laughs> they would just think that. In the real world, because you're getting too close to the truth. That's true. The Illuminati <laughs> truth. Cat Williams knows. The Illum, knows. the Mooninati. The Cat Williams knows. I love Cat Williams. Did you see, uh, I saw a million clips of it, like Cat Williams did an interview that was like two, like almost three hours long. Holy shit. And during that interview, he just fucking lambasts every other fucking comedian and famous person. That's great. He's airing all their horribly dirty laundry. (laughs) That's where he's been. And he, uh, he... He talks about how Steve Harvey is like a gatekeeping piece of shit trying to keep other black people out of yeah, uh, yeah. the limelight. And But he also talked about how he and Ludacris were invited to an Illuminati party. That's amazing. And uh, they told them that uh, the two of them had the same like sideburn style, but it needed to be one of their like specific... Like trademarks, so the other one like had one to get of rid them of had it. to have it. Yeah, so one of them had to get rid of it. And yeah. they wanted one of them to sign up to do uh, ten movies and make two hundred million dollars. And okay, uh, they chose ludicrous. They chose ludicrous, and that's why he's in the Fast and the Furious movies because the Illuminati put him in there. Well, we could have had Cat Williams in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that was the good timeline, I guess. Where this, like, fucked. 60-year-old man was hanging out with <laughs> Yeah, but Tyrese. he's, like, little, so he's like, and he's like, I'm like a little rat guy. <laughs> he's fucking, he's hilarious. Even during the interview where he's clearly insane, he's, like, insane? so funny with his responses and stuff to shit. Insane or too close to the truth. Well, that's the comment section. Under every one of those videos is like he's he'll tell you a joke, but he'll never tell you a lie. He's getting too close to the <laughs> truth. I hope they put that on my tombstone. He'll tell he'll tell you a joke, but he'll never tell you a lie. And like yeah. people are like, everyone's scared of what he has to say, and he's like, uh, he's just out here like Cedric the Entertainer is a bitch. Isn't he dead? No, Bernie Mac is dead. Bernie Mac is Bernie dead. Bernie Mac, uh, he had nothing but good things to say about. And Lou Bega is also dead. No. Our, how dare you? Uh, Lou Bega is a new patron saint of the show. We're developing a... Well, he'll be dead at one point, and I will be correct. So True. I'm standing by what You know I'm what? Saying. Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe we, he won't be. We maybe don't know what Lubeg is made of yet. <laughs> Bagel? <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I fucking don't know. I think we were talking about how it's about time we took a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Segway! After these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you bought that good or service to keep the lights on here at Satellite, whatever the fuck this is. Satellite M MMC. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that was Legos, knowing Josh. No, you know, like, when they do, like, the years in Roman numerals, and I never know what the fuck those yeah, are. I don't know what those are either. After, like, five, I'm like, what the fuck? Just write the number. What the know. hell? What the hell is this? <laughs> uh, anyway... Where the fuck are we in this story? Well, they're at the part where Scotty... Uh, I, I'd like to say reminds Kirk that they're trapped in time with nowhere to go. Yeah. But I think he tells him that. And Kirk's like, oh, fuck, you're right. I forgot about that part of the I was, stupid I was problem. too busy trying to get Captain Christopher to take his pants off. <laughs> too busy showing telling our computer to him. It's, I was too busy telling him everything about the future that I'm not supposed to tell him. <laughs> And in 2024, the Phillies win the World Series, so you might want to make a really big bet on that. Here's the sports almanac from that time period. (laughs) But Kirk is, like, talking to the computer, and it calls him Deer, and he's like, uh, you record that you can either be repaired or scrapped. And the computer is like, recorded. Because it's a lady with feelings. It's so stupid. It's fucking it's disgusting. So dumb. Woman feelings? Disgusting. No place in Starfleet for that. But Kirk is like, hey, uh, Spock is like, hey, Kirk, I got some new information about Captain Christopher. And Kirk's like, come to my room. <laughs> Which is like, this is the second time this has happened. I'm like, why do you keep going to... You got no fucking meeting room or anything? Nah, you just can't talk about it in the hallway? Like, who cares, right? He's, just, like, he's trying to get his two favorite guys in the room alone, you know what I'm Wouldn't saying? it be weird if we started taking our clothes off? Let's see who's the best kisser. Wouldn't it be weird <laughs> if we played gay chicken? <laughs> gay chicken. Everybody bend over and I'll just keep ramming forwards. If Let's it goes in your butt, it's your fault. <laughs> Let's see who hates kissing each other the most, am I right? But uh, he he calls Captain Christopher and Captain Christopher doesn't answer and Kirk is immediately like, he's trying to escape. Go fucking yeah. get him. Get him. Uh, Christopher, the hounds. For his part, Christopher is trying to escape. He doesn't and, know how to get off of a spaceship, which is shocking. 
How fucking funny is the fact that the Memory Alpha has an article for Security Officer Bobby, the guy he beats the shit out of and takes his gun? Poor Bobby. But Bobby gets his... He gets uh, a redemption arc later when he makes that fucking awesome chicken noodle soup. That's true. Holy shit. <laughs> is that the same guy? I think it's the same guy. Uh, but, like, he, he beats the shit out of Bobby. I assume that's his fucking last name. His name is, like, Joe Bobby. <laughs> He's from Texas. He goes in and he points the phaser at, uh, oh, Transporter Chief Kyle. Oh, it's Kyle. Is that the same guy? Yeah. He doesn't have this... an article. <laughs> it's gotta be the same guy. They're both the, they're both named Ch Kyle. Uh, but Christopher's like, beam me down to the surface immediately. And Captain Kirk walks around the corner and goes, oh shit! And starts hitting him. <laughs> yeah, he starts punching him. <laughs> and he fucking knocks him out with one hit. Yeah, he's a he's a glass jaw, I believe they call yeah, it. I, th I thought this dude was supposed to be the manliest man in 1969. He's not used to those uh, space fists. That's true. <laughs> Kirk trained in a hundred times Earth's gravity, so... <laughs> He's got a higher power level. Dude, he's eating that fucking, like, like uh, genetically altered chicken noodle soup. Oh, that's true. I thought you were about to reference the Tree of Might Dragon Ball Z movie. He's eating that fucking Tree of Might fruit. And gets... I forgot about that one. Uh, I'll never forget anything about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I forgot about I love that it PMV. Too much. <laughs> but, um... And McCoy's like he's as healthy as a ho as an ox, and Kirk's like, yeah, I understand why he'd want to escape. And he's like, uh, they start talking about rehabilitating him to live in the future, and Kirk's like, he'd be useless in the future. Yeah, he'd be like, he wouldn't even know how to wipe himself. Everybody's dunking on this fucking idiot the entire episode, and they think he's like unconscious when he like wakes up, and it's like, yeah. They're He's, like, can he be rehabilitated? We, can to, we reprogram his brain? <laughs> can, can he be rehabilitated to forget his wife and child? And Kirk is being like, you know, like this can't happen. We're t yeah. talking about doing something evil, but yeah, Christopher wakes up like, hey, fuck you! I love my kids. Yeah, I love my two kids, who I never refer to as daughters for some reason. That's right. But. uh... Spock comes in and he's like, uh, we can't keep him on board because he needs to have a son, Colonel Sean Jeffrey Christopher, who's going to be on the first Earth to Saturn mission. That's cool for him. Why are we going there? <laughs> Why aren't we going there? You can't That's touch down saying. on Saturn. You can go to Titan. You can go to Io. I always like that in um, Cowboy Bebop that like yeah, we had moves. like civilizations yeah. on Titan and shit. Yeah. Um. In in DC Comics, right? Uh huh. The do you know the Legion of Superheroes? Yes. It's like a a team of like teenagers in the far flung future who yes become a superhero team. That's the one where uh, Supergirl fucks Brainiac Five. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's where Matter Eater Lad lives. <laughs> what about a dis disassemble boy or whatever? Oh, the dude who can take his arms off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's from yeah. there as well. <laughs> um, but uh, there's this. There was this great story that was like a retcon that like had it. So there's like a great upheaval on Earth, uh -huh. and this uh, this like superhero who's like patterned himself after Superman takes. Uh, people 
off to all the like other planets in the galaxy and like seeds them there like puts them there to like start new civilizations and that's where all of the legion members who look like humans came from oh that's cool including the titan where people all have psychic abilities let's go to titan and get that hell yeah (laughs) i want to hear what people think about me i don't and then I want to use it against them and, like, really make them uncomfortable. It would be great. The only problem is everybody else on the planet is psychic as well. Well, then I guess everything's cool. We we'll just get yeah. used to it. It's yeah, like everyone about, being naked. Yeah, like, talk about an open and honest society. Like, yeah, you can't lie to each other. The end of secrecy. No, there's no secrets. Yeah, it's whatever. But Christopher's like, I don't have a son, only two daughters. And McCoy's like, yet. And they all smile like fucking goobers about it yeah, at each other. Because sex. <laughs> I'm gonna have that a little, son. <laughs> that little Star Trek like bleep, boop, 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 like yeah, joke exactly note hit yeah because oh boy I'm gonna have a son daughters are worthless finally I'll be a real man because I sired a boy my daughters couldn't have accomplished anything historically I mean I, I know you have one of them on the bridge but. <laughs> But uh, one of them. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's a ton of fucking evidence uh, that Captain Christopher had recorded, and I mean, like his plane fucking landed. They could they could see he's not in it. Oh no! They crashed, but they they gathered it up, right? That's what they they're like. Well, they start like Nebraska or something. They start like covering their tracks. Yeah, and they're like. we need to like our tractor beam destroyed that ship. There's no fucking debate yeah. about whether something was up here or not. And they're like, well, what we need to do is destroy all the evidence that we were there. There's a so, better episode of this in, in Enterprise when they have to go down to the planet because uh, Reed leaves a phaser down. <laughs> Dumb fucker. Yeah, I remember that episode. It's good. And they're like, God damn it, Reed. Reed, you dumb bastard. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Now these aliens are gonna fucking know about phasers. God fucking... But, uh, Spock's plan is hilarious, because Christopher is standing there, and he's like, what we need to do is destroy all the hard evidence of our presence, so when Christopher reports, he'll look like a fucking nut job. Yeah, he'll just look like one of the thousands of lunatics who saw UFOs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They were all crazy, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, I saw the cutest, this is a tangent, I saw the cutest little Mothman plushie and I thought about you. Oh, it was adorable. It. it was adorable. I want it so bad. I love yeah. the Mothman. I know. You're making me love him and I don't even give a fuck about that <laughs> I The thing about the Mothman, that I, I've definitely talked about it on the show before. That's my catchphrase. Well, he's going to fucking be mad at you for thinking he's not real. Oh, he's real. <laughs> UFOs not real, Mothman real. Mothman real. I love it. Um, the thing about Mothman that I really love is that other cryptids are like, they fucking eat babies and they fucking like overthrow yeah. cars and they kill people in the woods. And Mothman's like, ooh, lights. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ooh, a bridge falling down. I have to warn people. He's like, I fucking, I know how to use a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Good, good job, Mothman. Mothman fucking taught himself English and how to use a telephone to tell us the Silver Bridge was going to fall down. 
Thank you, Mothman. What a great guy. What a great cryptid. Um, <laughs> but they, they're going to beam down to the base, right? Yeah, they're going to infiltrate. They're gonna they're gonna fucking solid snake into this base, Mister Spock. Tell the quartermaster to replicate four boxes. <laughs> tell him to replicate a sneaking suit. <laughs> but uh, they they point a thing at the door and it opens, which was pretty funny. That was like fully Doctor Who. Like they pulled yeah, the fucking sonic, sonic screwdriver. screwdriver. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> but um, they're like. Uh, up on the ship, they're like, why is it taking so long? And Spock's like, it's only been a few minutes. Yeah, relax. Chill the fuck out. Stealth missions are much more complicated than others and take a while. And McCoy interrupts him and he's like, you should be working on your time warp calculations. I love this. This is the and best he just part of the episode. tilts his head and says, I am. Like, he's just, he's just <laughs> in his head, just doing math in his head. And McCoy gives him a fucking stink eye. Yeah. Kirk and Sulu grab the tapes, but then a security, like security police, busts bus in, and is like, "Fucking give me your belts!" Yeah, like, why? This, this is why the phasers aren't shaped like guns anymore. In the further future, they were like, "I'm tired of people knowing what they are and taking them from me." <laughs> oh, doesn't he have a little one later? Yeah, he's got the Type One. Yeah, and and the guy's like, "What is this? I have garage door opener." He's just pointing it at the side of yeah. his head. <laughs> he's like looking straight at like a, like a gun, like looking down the barrel of it. Like, what is this? He's like, you, "If you press that button, we're all gonna have a bad time. Yeah, it's gonna be bad." <laughs> Uh, but he grabs their communicators, which is apparently how they lock on for beaming at this point. Yeah, I think that's like a thing that they talk about before, but it's kind of like like kind of lazy writing. Sure. So they have another fucking 1969 guy up on the ship. Yeah. Who has almost no characterization and does not matter to the story whatsoever. He's really good at doing that one. So he gets beamed up and he's like in that gun pose. Yeah. And he just stays like that. Forever. For the whole rest of the scenes. And then he eats chicken noodles. (laughs) They go go to uh, get the photographs, which really, I always wondered during this scene, why don't they just open the door and turn the light light on? Yeah, and then you why can leave. Just bring, why didn't they just bring a giant magnet with them and put it next to the computer? I don't know. That would have done it. I don't know. Also, I'm pretty sure at this point, the military wasn't like recording audio. Like they were probably still transcribing audio. Yeah, probably. I don't think they were keeping it on like old computers yet. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but I would just assume uh, they they do grab the the film and they've got the reels of like the video and uh, they're about to leave. But then a bunch of security officers come in and Kirk fist fights all five of them by himself for Dude, a while. He's like, here we go again. Yep. <laughs> Until one of them grabs his leg and makes him trip. And then he's fucking done. And then he's done. <laughs> he's done. Sulu beams up with the tapes and shit, thankfully. But Kirk is like, uh, it was just me. I just broke in by myself. Kirk is like a sassy bitch during this interrogation as well. I love how he just like doesn't... He's like, guns can't kill me. No. If they shoot me with a bullet, <laughs> if what is a bullet yeah. compared to a phaser? What's that gonna do? They're like, how'd you get in here? And he's like, I popped in out of thin air. And they're like, listen, James T. 
And he's like, what, what is that, a uniform you're wearing? And he's like, oh, this old thing? Something I just threw on. <laughs> he's like, look, I'm going to lock you up for 200 years. And 260 he's, years. He's like, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> Which is a really funny joke. That's a clever joke, yeah. That's good. Uh, they... They, like, are back on the Enterprise and Spock's like, I don't, we don't know where he is. But Christopher's like, I do. He's in the briefing room. How do you fucking know that? I don't know. They don't know where Kirk is on the planet, but they know where... Uh, fuck, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but Christopher's... DC Fontana's dropping the ball at the end of this episode. <laughs> there has to be action. <laughs> Something has to happen. That's true. You'd think. Um, but Christopher's like, I'm going to come down with you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Spock's like, all right. Sure. Uh, we're only taking two phasers, though, for me and Sulu. You don't fucking get one. And Sulu's like, ha ha, I get a phaser. The the This is when Kyle is the guy who gives him the chicken soup. He gives the guard yeah. some. Yeah. The chicken soup's like, oh my god. He's like, oh my god, chicken this soup. Delicious. <laughs> It came out of the wall. You put an Atari cartridge in the wall and you got fucking chicken soup out of it? He's like, we don't have microwaves where I'm from. <laughs> but yeah, uh, They're still putting their coffee on the back of the radar machine to get it hot. They take out the guards that are uh, holding Kirk and they free him, but then Christopher pulls a fuck one of the guns that the guards has, and he's like, "I'm going home. There's nothing you can do about it." Yeah, Spock. This is after Spock is like, "I don't really trust you." Yeah, uh, he's you like, know, "I trust whatever. you, but only so far." Yeah, and uh, he's like, he's got a fucking gun on him, and C- Spock comes out and gives him the nerve pinch. Yep. He does the old loop around. <laughs> walks out the door and goes through another door. The Scooby-Doo chase, we yeah, call Scooby- it. Yeah, Velma's it, yeah. Uh, but they beam up, and they do not put him in the brig. They no, do not right. limit his movements. They're just, just like, ah, he was going to kill us all with a gun, but whatever. <laughs> you know how those Air Force guys are. We can't arrest him. He's white. <laughs> Oh shit! But that they're like, sucks. as in every Star Trek episode, when there's a problem, they're like, "Well, let's just do the thing that calls the problem, but backwards, and it'll yeah. fix it." I think this is where they get the the Star Trek Four idea, right? This oh yeah, where they get it from. It makes a little I didn't little think more sense there then, but not really. Still, no, there's no science behind it. It's just no, fun. It's, it's goofy because like. You know, they're going... I don't really know. It doesn't make sense. Like, how... They're going back in time around the sun, and then they're... But they're passing Earth? So they're going forward. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're going Uh, forward through time, but passing... In order to turn time backwards, you fly around the Earth backwards. So in order to time (laughs) turn time forwards, you would fly around the Earth forwards. Yeah, the old Superman method. Uh, there's so many sound effects happening in my house right now. I really hope it's my cats. Um, Are your sleeping bags falling over? No, my sleeping bags! My many sleeping bags! Um, the plan for going back to the future and sending Captain Christopher and the other guy back to where they're supposed to be, uh, doesn't make any sense. And also seems to be done in the wrong order. Yes, it's, it's... It's in itself backwards. It doesn't work, right? 
uh, they're going to swing around the sun, and it's going. They're going to start going back into the future. But, but somehow they, during some, this, yeah. they're going to send the other two guys back to the past. Yeah, and they're going to beam them into their positions that they were when they got beamed out or whatever. It seems like they're... But it's not. It seems like they're beaming them into their own bodies. Yeah, yeah. Which is not how beaming works. Maybe there's just, like, a slightly smaller version of the guy inside of the other guy. Like, piloting them like a mech? (laughs) Yeah, like a fucking, like a, like a, one of those nesting dolls. Like a Russian nesting doll. This is a horror episode, actually. This This is scary. Yeah, I don't like this. But, like, they they needed to have the time travel bit start so that they could have Christopher and Kirk have a little heart-to-heart for a second. Yeah, So best it's friends. in the wrong order. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. But he's like, thanks for this look forward, Captain. I was going to be a... Uh, I was going to be an astronaut, but they said my ass was too big for the seat or something. They said my, my big dick was too much oxygen for the lunar lander. <laughs> if I ever got a boner, it would take all the blood out of me in space, so they couldn't let me go. Because <laughs> my dick is so large. That's what they said. I mean, uh, you could look it up, but, you know, you gotta leave, so don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up on the memory alpha. <laughs> but uh, he's like, see, you made it here before anybody, Christopher. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Mm, cool. And then he beams him into his own fucking body in a, in a jet. Yeah, and, he, and somehow they're going into the future, but they're also going back in time? I don't, I don't know. And I they, really have no idea. They beam works. the guard into the film library, and he just goes, goes about his fucking business. And what's crazy is, like, he reaches into his pocket and finds a packet of crackers, and he's like, chicken noodle soup crackers? <laughs> Why does this sound so familiar? Why do I want some chicken noodle soup? I <laughs> don't... I was sort of racking my brain about how they could have done this differently. And it yeah, feels I don't think like they could have. It feels like it would have been extremely easy to just have uh, them, like, beam back into an empty room. Or, like, beam... Yeah. For the guard guy, anyway. For Christopher, you would have to have him beam out and then beam back in to the jet. Like, he would disappear from the jet like they're beaming him out, and then they would beam him back in. Why don't they just beam him, like... In his suit with parachute, and he's parachuting down, like, and he just doesn't remember, like, what happened or something. Like, who cares, right? Like, yeah, like they they'll they'll just be like, oh, well, the plane like malfunctioned or whatever. They don't he got know a concussion. They don't fucking you know? know science in 1967. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, yeah. They They're like, know. we use our magic transporter and we transport you into your mm-hmm. own body. Yep, it's magic. It's time travel, baby. We don't have to explain <laughs> shit. No one can figure it out. <laughs> Look, we're not uh, doctors Bill and Ted here. We don't understand time travel. <laughs> Look, we're a long way from being excellent to each other, so <laughs> just do whatever. Doctor Doctors Bill S. Pressman and Theodore Logan Esquire. <laughs> Damn, I want to live in that world, dude. I would love... A, a crossover between Bill and Ted and Star Trek. I think that would be hilarious. Oh my god, that would be so great. 
Like Maybe nobody on Strange start- New Worlds, we can see it. They'll they'll do anything <laughs> on that show. Like. Maybe nobody in Star Trek, uh, like, believes they're capable or that they're doing anything good, but they're the ones who end up saving the day through it's, time travel. Yeah, it's the reverse of that uh, episode with that guy who's the con artist, right? Like, oh, they yeah. show up, and they're like, ah, oh, we've seen this before, these idiots, Yeah, right? played by they're... Matt Frewer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Max, Max Headroom, Headroom. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's like, they're actually, like, really good. Yeah. That'd be great. They're, they seem, for all intents and purposes, like complete fucking morons. Yeah, they're idiots. Yeah. They <laughs> save the day through understanding time travel better than anyone in Starfleet. <laughs> Why don't you just, like, remember a trash can? Why don't you guys just remember to put a ship here? And then they look out the window and there's a ship there. And they're like, wow. Wow. They, like, hail the ship, and, like, an, an older, like, Keanu Reeves is there as, like, the, a grandson. The future. And he's like, <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Oh, man. Is there, a better end? is there a better ending to a movie than the end of Bogus Journey with God Gave Rock and Roll to you? Oh, man. No. That's the I, epitome of good I movie I love endings. that part. I fuck. I I love. I feel like Bogus Journey does not get the love it deserves. No, it doesn't. It's you know what? It's not one. So no. it suffers from that '80s sequel syndrome, right? Where like it's not the same as the first one, which is good because it shouldn't. Be. It shouldn't be. And yeah. the, the thing is, like, I understand people's problem with it because the first movie is a time travel movie. Yeah, and, and the there's second one barely is a, any of that in the second yeah, movie at the all. The second one is they're dead. <laughs> yeah, the second movie is about dying and being a ghost man. It's yeah. not. It's th- nothing to do with the first one. And station, of course. <laughs> I just I love the idea of fucking Captain Picard hailing another ship and like Bill and Ted are standing next to them to him, and when he hails Bill and Ted are commanding the ship. And all four of them go, excellent! <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like the opposite of the first movie when they're like, what number am I thinking of? 69, 69 dude. dudes! And Picard just does that facepalm Picard thing. <laughs> You're getting like a little mini shoot the shit here about our yeah, ideas. Yeah, That's better than the fucking ending of this dumb episode. God, do you... Could you Im- like imagine how fucking cool it would be to get handed like you you Josh and Jeff get to write and draw yeah. a Bill and Ted comic book? That would be amazing. And do whatever think, you want with it. I think we are uniquely suited to do that, I which think is so too. which is interesting, right? Because I think a lot of my and your humor comes from that type of goofiness. That's true. I think we have a special understanding of those characters because there's so many people who were like, "Oh, Bill and Ted are like stoners." Yeah, no, they're they're not. They're just slackers. They're just they're just idiots. They're kids. They're just kids. Yeah, (laughs) they're they're like just on the surface, they're complete idiots, but underneath it, they are incredibly smart. Yeah, dude, I I love it. I love those movies so much. Too. We're not even finished with this episode, by the way. Yeah, they just get back in time. (laughs) They go back to their times. And uh, Kirk is, like, pissed off that Spock is counting down the time until they fuck up and can't break and the ship is destroyed. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, don't you want to know? Yeah, this feels important <laughs> to me. This but, all is right. kind of important. 
but they make a safe st- stop and Starfleet Control calls them and uh, I feel like I would be more worried about the fact that like I like Kirk reports in and then they do the same call like he just did. Yeah, like he's not there. Yeah, they just didn't have a, another recording. Yeah, of it. I think so. Yeah, but what's crazy though is like they get back and then the Starfleet control guy is like, "Oh, welcome back, Captain. I'll alert President Gay Hitler that you've arrived." <laughs> no. Uh, beloved hometown hero, Dr. <laughs> Gay Hitler. <laughs> Look him up. Gay Hitler Boulevard. M- apparently there are many streets in this town yeah. called Gay Hitler Avenue. Amazing. Ohio, man. That's in Ohio, right? Uh, let me let me find out. I think it's Ohio. We, we do this in every fifth or sixth episode. We look up Dr. Gay Hitler it's again. Just, it's too good not to look up. Uh... <laughs> Is uh, son of George Washington Hitler. That's I right. forgot I about forgot that. about George Washington Hitler. <laughs> How could we forget? Yes, Circleville, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Ohio's funny. <laughs> as funny as Doctor Gay Hitler is, George Washington <laughs> Hitler is funnier. just as funny. <laughs> I think it might be funnier. It might be. I just pictured George Washington with the mustache, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> The Bill of Rights, yeah. Oh, fucking George Washington Hitler. <laughs> like a transporter accident. <laughs> uh, fun fact about this episode. So we've, we've covered the fact that DC Fontana is an eldritch being outside of time and space who knows yep. all and sees all. So this might not be that fun comparatively. But the guy who played uh, Captain Christopher loved the Starfleet uniform so much, he Hmm. asked... I don't know why he specifically asked DeForest Kelly if he could take the shirt home. Because he knew he would say yes, because DeForest Kelly was like, I don't give a shit. He was like, well, they frown on that, but you could possibly just stick it into your bag and nobody's going to say anything. And apparently the actor didn't do it, but when he saw how huge Star Trek got, he regretted it because he could have sold it for a ton of money. Sold it? Yeah, I would have stole it, dude. Like, whatever. Just be like, oh, I just forgot I put it in my bag. or If they ever come at you, which they wouldn't. No, they would not. They'd be like, whatever. Just have the quartermaster make another one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's pretty fucking easy. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's too hard to make one of those things. Uh, <laughs> now you can just go and, like, think geek and get one. That's true. We're not being, uh... What's it called by Think Geek? Sponsored? Sponsored? I don't even know if Think Geek is still a real thing. I don't think that exists anymore. Let's see. I'm wondering. It used to be kind of fun. It was kind of like like fun, like uh, nerd shit. You know what's uh, you know what's fucked up? They go back in time to 1969 in this episode. Uh, they went back in time later in the series just to fuck around, I guess, just to like check it out. In the episode Assignment Earth, which was like the backdoor pilot for the fucking Gary Seven. Okay. In 1968. So they're just, they decided after this harrowing experience, this fucking comedy of errors, like, let's just fucking putz around in the past to see what we can fucking, like, see. Yeah, well, they were like, can we do it better? We're going to have to go back a bunch. It's going to be some movies. <laughs> we're going to really need to get our shit together if we're going back, right? 
I guess Think Geek is now just GameStop. Like GameStop owned it. I guess. Oh, I, I don't know. okay. So that makes that makes sense. Uh, there's a, this is the, uh, one of two episodes in the history of Star Trek for there to be a food synthesizer in the transporter room. I love how that, like, that guy just, like, lives in that room. Like, he doesn't need to go anywhere. <laughs> they, um, they did that because they didn't have the budget to make another set for, like, the dining facility yeah, or something. that's smart. That's kind of smart, though. Uh, Kyle here is underlined in blue. Let's click on it. Is it gonna be Kyle from... Strange New Worlds? Does he have to... It is him. I knew it. At some point, he goes from being a a very young-looking Asian man to being a very old-looking white man. Yeah, Starfleet ages you and whitens you up, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's whatever. (laughs) He also, in the original show, goes from being blonde to brown-haired multiple times. He's like Boimler. He just dyes his hair. And then in Tia, in the animated series, he has brown hair and a mustache. So, oh, mustaches are so cool. Disagree. I also disagree. <laughs> like I've talked about this before on other shows. I don't know if I mentioned it on this, but I feel like um, there is a sickness amongst uh, like classically attractive men like men to who grow a mustache where yeah. they want to make themselves uglier they give themselves yeah. hideous haircuts or they dress like morons or they give themselves a mustache i think i told you this before i think i said they're so attractive that they think they're gonna be the ones to pull off the mustache it's true and they're I, the chosen I'm, one we're definitely in the minority in this i think i feel like most people these days are into the just having a mustache look like, I hate it. I feel like it's like it's like the mullet. Like one of your friends will get a mullet, like because it's funny, and that's the joke. But then like the joke is over after like a day. Well, and, they have and, the. And then you have a mullet. The the <laughs> mullet is huge these days, and it's not just the mullet. Like it's the yeah. greasy, curly rat trap hair mullet. Yeah, like, like I you, used they to get have. a perm and a mullet. Yeah, like that. Uh. Future mullet. The fu- I call it the future mullet. Like in uh, Raised by Wolves and Halo, they like all have the future mullet where their sh- head is shaved and their hair on top is like, you know, a party in the back, business in the front. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I also think that looks terrible. But again, it like, does. I feel like what a lot of our generation millennials don't understand is um, stuff that younger people do is supposed to look terrible to us. That's the the purpose. Yeah, it's the joke, I know. Like, it's not not so much the joke. It's like the way we wanted to dress when we were younger looked shitty to Gen X. They hated it. Right, they hated it. And the way Gen Z is dressing looks shitty to us. That's fucking natural. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's the way of the world. Yeah, you're right. If... Teenagers and 20-year-olds, 20-something-year-olds were dressing the same as we do now. Would uh, we hate it? That would fucking be so lame. That you're dressed <laughs> like your parents, you're dressed like your aunts and uncles. Ugh. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, not They'll that, find out. Not that I don't dress like a million bucks all the time. Not that I'm not a big, handsome man in my beautiful outfits. You know what you and I should do? We should just, like, grow the the, the long-haired bald mullet and then oh, get yeah. a mustache. And the skull completely The skullet, yep. <laughs> and just go completely like that guy. We're that guy now. 
The thing is, I would have to like I got like the little tiny I got like the little bit on top that like I shake. Yeah, it would look it would look even worse. It would look I a also, million times yeah. worse for me. Yeah. I also have like some hair. Like I, if I wanted to, I could have hair there, I guess. Yeah. But like it it would look like if I let the hair bad. on top grow yeah. out, it would look bad. It would look really bad. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine how bad a fucking skull it would look on me. Oh, it would look so good though. <laughs> It'd be so good. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to take one last break and then we'll come back and actually review this puppy. I think we're going to have some contention this time. Maybe. We'll be right back after these messages. After the back. What the hell? Welcome back to a podcast where we don't spend 25 minutes between parts doing David Lynch impressions. And just laughing at each other like a bunch of idiots. Just back and forth. What the hell? (laughs) It's still funny, though. I don't know why it's so funny. It really is, though. He's, Um, He's so charming, that man. He's a strange cat, and I love that. I love anybody that's just a weirdo. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh... You know who else is a massive weirdo that I I love to see is Bjork. Anytime she does an interview, I'm like, oh, God. she's so fucking nuts, and it's great. I think you and I have been forever uh, marked by that Space Ghost episode. Oh yeah, where he pretends yeah. she's his wife the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just go uh, bury it in the backyard, honey. I'll be home later. <laughs> just go to sleep because I love you so much. You believe me, right? I don't know, man. Kind of seems like you hate her. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's about time that we stopped shooting the shit and started doing M class. And sure, why not? Why start now? True. <laughs> well, let's uh, wheeling out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality and uh, give this episode the yay or nay uh, numerically, yeah. as we always do. Yeah, Josh. Uh, this episode's not good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But it's like not like unwatchable, True. you know. I'd give it. I'd give it a five because it's like it's like whatever, and like it's kind of cool because you get to see some of the stuff that they use later better. Um, but a lot of it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like Kirk, just I don't know what he's doing. He's he's having a bad day today. Yeah, this, he's doing uh, having a bad captain's day. Yeah, yeah, and Spock is sort of like I, I've. I fucking told you, like, that the plane was going to rip apart. Why did you still want to use the tracker? Like, I don't understand. He didn't even listen to it. He was just like, do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. I, I'd imagine, like, that would cause some, like, professional tension. But, like, ah, what do I know? I don't know. I well, get fired a bunch, so who knows? Sp- Spock doesn't have tension. <laughs> that's true. So there just, is that. Yeah. He is. Yeah, that's true. I'm giving it a five. Um, I was going to give it a six. Yeah. Uh, because it is a, sl- in my opinion, a slightly, a very slightly above average episode of Star Trek TOS. Yes, I can it's, see six. It's not um, a slog like some episodes are, and it's not um, stupid as fuck, which yeah. sometimes is a plus. Like, yeah. If, if a TOS episode gets real fucking wacky, I can get on board with that. Yeah, as long as it's just like 
goes around the horn again, right? It does a complete 180, and you're back at it being silly and fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And this, yeah. this isn't like a silly fun, like a silly fun episode, although no. it tries the points. Um, yes, it does, dear. But uh, <laughs> how dare you be a woman? Um, <laughs> but I gotta give it to DC Fontana for fucking living outside our timeline and understanding yeah. the flat circle that is existence itself in a way that yeah. I never will. So I'm giving it a seven. She looked through the Tesseract. I could give it a six and only because that guy gets wall chicken noodle soup, which rules. <laughs> Uh, could you imagine just having a replicator there and just being like whatever? You, I feel like dude, it would be fucking stupid. It'd be the greatest fucking stupidest thing ever. It would be so dumb. It would. Be, I would be like chicken tikka masala, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like um, fuck. What is that? It it would be like a uh, red dwarf where he's just like he's just like uh, curry. And he makes yeah. it. He holds it. Curry. Curry. <laughs> he just like keeps hiking up. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like fucking Goku. You just have a table full of food and you're yeah. just eating it. Fuck yeah. Oh, well, just put it back in the replicator if you don't want it. God, that's true. No I, energy is ever wasted in the universe, so it's fine. There's definitely um, something to be said for home cooking at that point as well. Like, I feel like yeah. uh, eating out of the replicator would be like eating, like, lower to mid-class versions of everything. It'd be like... um eating at like Applebee's right yeah, like, like it's like a Applebee's branded replicator that's what it yeah is. like you you could do it and it probably wouldn't be too bad for you right and it's you know but like nothing would compare to like the taste of like a real Indian person making real Indian yeah. food I was immediately thinking of getting like having gumbo at yeah. uh, grandpa's Cisco's. Cisco's place yeah there's nothing like having nog like clean up your clams like you gotta get that like physical manual labor into your food. It's true. Someone has to suffer so I can eat. Yeah. If it's it's suffering, it's better. Now I really have to give it this is not one of DC Fontana's best episodes. Um yeah, she I, she does much better episodes of Star Trek, but I really have to give it to her for fucking seeing into the future and knowing the exact day and month that the moon I mean do like we the know, moon shot was going to happen do we know that they didn't know when it was going to be i don't know if we know that no, but i have I no idea i don't <laughs> think they knew i don't i don't think they knew the the day like, i'll put it this way i have no idea and also don't care <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to say dc fontana's a witch you better be careful. They're gonna burn her, dude. She's we're, she already passed. So there is that. Did she? Yeah, they're she witches. Was Eighty they years don't, old. They don't. She's a witch, dude. She's probably eight hundred and eighty oh, years old. That's true. That's fucking true. She died in twenty nineteen. That sucks. That's yeah. So recently, she died at a bad time to die. Yeah, she. Because nobody knows who's dead. <laughs> Uh, she lived a long life. Like I said, she was on. Uh, she wrote for TOS, TAS, TNG, and DS9. So it's a good run. She uh, she also wrote under pseudonyms Michael Richards, uh, not a great one, <laughs> and J. Michael Bingham. Why didn't Michael Richards use that as a defense when that whole thing was? Yeah, that wasn't right. me. That was DC Fontana. DC Fontana's a racist. <laughs> She was uh, wearing. She was using polyjuice potion to look like me. <laughs> she 
She gathered some of my Kramer hair and made it into a potion. Um, now this isn't one of her best. I'm just I'm giving it. Uh, if whoever is working on the wiki, like who, like I feel like there are multiple people working on the wiki. Put put my score as seven with an asterisk next to it, and then put under the asterisk. Uh, really Not- likes DC Fontana, I guess. <laughs> Or DC Fontana colon witch question mark? <laughs> yeah, how do I know DC Fontana isn't like like mesmerizing you to give it a, a seven? She would never do that. She's too good of a person. You you would too, know if you were too being beautiful, cast. too oh, immaculate geez. of a person. <laughs> yeah, this is really helping your your argument here. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything for my lord and master, DC Fontana, who was definitely a regular human and not a witch. She was. She has definitely passed away and is not puppeteering me from the Dark Lodge right now. From the Black Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> definitely died at the old human age of 80. I'm not being Dougie Jonesed right now. Oh, my fucking <laughs> Twin Peaks fans will know that one. There you go. Know that I, I don't even know that reference. I used it wrong, too, so they'll be super excited for me. Definitely Dougie Doug from... Dougie that, Fresh? That Cosby spinoff. <laughs> oh, A was, Different World? Was Yeah, Dougie Doug, right? I, I don't think that was his name. No, will, Dougie Doug is different. Dougie Fresh is has the glasses and the high top fade. Dougie Doug no, Dougie, was on the Dougie Fresh was uh, a rapper. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, Dougie Doug had the had the like dreadlocks. He was on Cosby when it was on ninety six to two thousand. Uh, Hanging. Wow, that's boys. his real name. He played yeah, the role Dougie of Doug. Griffin Vesey on the CBS sitcom Cosby. Sanka Coffee name. in the film Cool Runnings. Yes, Cool Runnings. And the voice of Bernie in the animated film Shark Tale. So, so who's Dougie Fresh? Dougie Fresh was Dougie Fresh is a rapper. He's like he the beatboxer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Him. Yes. Okay. Yes. New York. He's from New Tell York. Tell me, Dougie Fresh is on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Slick Rick. Lottie Dottie. He likes to party. You know. <laughs> I know. Now I do. Um, this was valuable. This is this is necessary information for the show. I think. Yeah, we'll leave this in. It's all staying in. Uh, TUS is a hard nut to crack, right? Because it's it's yeah. a different beast than the rest of Star Trek. They're they're trying to find footing in a world that's being made up like uh, on the fly, whole cloth by one yeah. guy, and then being quilt pieced together by just random writers that have nothing to do with each other. I kind of feel like the writers would go to, like, Roddenberry's office every Friday to, like, ask him a production question. And, like, depending on the Friday, like, one Friday he's got, like, incense and beads and, like, sitar music (laughs) playing. And then the next Friday, like, he's got, like, John Philip Sousa music playing, and he's, like, got American flags hanging up and shit. And then the next Friday, he's openly cheating on his wife. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Swingin', Baby. Didn't you see the upside-down pineapple? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I feel like you were getting different versions of Roddenberry, depending on where he was at. 
that yeah, time. he's having he's having some uh, uh, bipolar. I, and it's, like, it, it feels like that. And like politically, these writers have uh, are all over the spectrum. Like you end yeah. up with some like a jingoistic ass episode, like yeah. the last collection we did, the Omega Glory. <laughs> but then you end up with like an episode like the fucking spooky cowboy planet where they are like denouncing the evils of colonialism. Yeah. So yeah, it's like way ahead of its time, and then at the same time, it's like just a part of its time. Yeah. It's very strange. You, like you have to take uh, anything as being from the time that it was made. Like you have to yeah. judge it based on that criteria. I feel like there's a, definitely a big movement to not do that. And yeah, it's like when people say like '80s movies, and they say like the hard F and stuff, and you're like, yeah, that's like how it was. That's then. that's how it was. I'm not yeah. I, I'm not taking yeah. up for it. Like you can yeah. hate it uh, as much as you want. I don't like yeah. it. I'm not a fan. No, it's of not it great. But also, like that's like, the only yeah. mo- like that's the only part of Bill and Ted that I wish wasn't in the movie. Yeah, is when they they use that randomly once and then never yeah. again. And never again. Yeah. It's when he oh. falls out of his thing, right? Yeah, they hug each other. Yeah, and uh, but that's too gay. He's like, I fell out of the armor. Well, that's why they have the princesses exist to show that the the boys have gay. the not gays. Um, <laughs> but then the princesses are really good at drums. That's true. <laughs> Our heroes only play electric guitar, so they <laughs> need to rescue. A drummer's fair to be a drummer a, and a bass a player. Keyboard. I think she's a keyboard. I think she player. is keyboard. Yeah. They no don't bass even have a in bass. this band. Like, we don't need that shit. Yeah. I don't think you need a bass in that type of music. You could have the keyboard be the bass. You could do That's that. That's true. <laughs> uh, bass is underutilized in some genres of music, but then like super utilized in others. Like you couldn't have R and B without bass. No can't have Primus without bass. You can't have Alien Ant Farm without bass. But you could, well, all the hits you would be able to have without bass. Remember Alien Ant Farm? Any of you okay? Yeah. And they did that. That that one song was really good. Movies? That was a really good oh, song. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad song. Yeah. Um, Like, most, like, the Ramones have a bass player, but they don't really need one. Yeah, I like, think it's distorted bass. Like, I don't even think there's yeah. really, like... It's just a... It's like another a electric guitar, guitar, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I say cars. this as somebody who likes the Ramones. Um, 20, 20, 24 hours to go. I love uh, the one Ramon who tried to be a rapper for one album. That was hilarious. Who? Which, which Ramon? Uh, it wasn't Joey. It was... No. Uh, Ramon's rapper... Ray Ramon? Oh, Dee Dee King. Dee Dee Ramon. Uh, he called okay. himself Dee Dee King and tried to be a rapper. That's that's good. That's a good career. And it was literally like, you, you can you remember how the, they all sound. And it was him yeah. being like, I go to the store and get me some eggs. And well, he wasn't then I stand even like, up. On... He wasn't even good enough to like sing in the Ramones. Like no. Joey Ramone was like the only coherent singer. Well, that's the that's the best thing about punk music. Uh, you don't need a good singer. No, you don't. No. <laughs> um, sometimes you do get like I feel like there's definitely good vocals in punk and bad vocals, whether they're singing or not. Because like I think about like Lt Gray. Yeah, and she's just screaming mostly, but it's like it's harmonious with the music. Well, she was in um. The Breeders, right? She was, uh... 
Um, she was in a I bunch like she of was other in stuff. Like a like a real big. Uh, yeah, I think punk it was band. the Breeders and Sonic Youth. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. It's, La Tigra. It's La Tigra. Yeah, yeah I was like right. El Tigre, the Adventures of Manny Rivera. I knew what you meant. We're looking it up. This is how. Nope, New York. Yeah, that's where. Yep. <laughs> Bikini Kill. Bikini Kill. Yeah, that's I was it. like, yes. she was in like a huge one. Yeah, she yeah, was, she was Kill. the lead singer of Bikini Kill. Yeah, that makes sense. Good um, bands. Those are absolutely both, both good, good bands. bands. <laughs> um, I think that's the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> listen to Bikini Kill and La Tigra, and uh, this gets a five. <laughs> a six or seven, depending on whether you're taking the things I'm saying seriously or not. Um, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. No one ever will. That's the best part about being friends with me. <laughs> uh Big, big shout out to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Uh, cool Eats and Hot Treats over at vitizen.card.co. That's two R's in card. Uh, everywhere better music is found all over the internet. I got the inside fucking scoop that my boy is about to drop some more Santosha music on ah, streaming. shit. They're so good. Holy and fuck. That there's new Dream Pass music coming as well. Like, I am hard as a rock for Why this. Why is Greg trying to make me come on my own podcast? <laughs> Greg is such a fucking dope dude that he fucking texted me and he was like, hey, because, like, he had been offering for years now to, like, teach me how to play the bass better. Yeah. And I felt, like, so... I was, like, putting it on him, right? Like, I was, like, uh, imposing... And he yeah. texted me, and he's like, hey, when do you want to hang out, and I can show you more about bass? That's great. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's imposing. And he was imposing and schmoshing. That's why he's the lyricist. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. But he was we, we're going to hang out uh, Sunday. And, oh, nice. Uh, That's cool. He's going to show me uh, how to not play bass like a moron for a change. You going to pick, or are you going to fing- use fingers? I'm going to fingy. Yeah, it's harder to do, I think, but it's good to learn that. Uh, I I'm like more interested in like uh, like um, funk and soul and like R and B stuff. That, that, so yeah, that's all finger yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're gonna get fingered. <laughs> I love getting fingers. <laughs> learn how to finger. I love fingering. I love getting fingered. The the key to both is to curl your fingers a bit. I've heard. <laughs> and find the peach pit of the guitar string. This is great A advice you're getting on this podcast for this, for yeah. for some part of your life. You decide. <laughs> yep. If you need any information about the show, I would advise you to head over to mclasspodcast.com. No spaces, no nothing. mclasspodcast.com. Uh there's uh, what our new episode is, what our latest collection is, little profiles on us, uh, link to merch if our merch store is still up. I, I don't, I don't check it. We're gonna, um, we're gonna hopefully, we're not gonna do this, but have hopefully enter we're gonna the enter ass. sweatpants. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I think we could get away with that. I think we could. I think we could. Yeah, that we could do. Um, yeah, mclasspodcast.com. It also has a list of uh, with links of every episode we've ever covered on the podcast uh, split up by uh, series. So it's incredibly easy to navigate through. Check that out. All 7,500 episodes of the show. It's God, we've done a lot of them. 
Uh, we I, don't do things in halves around here. If you're if you're on a show with me, you're in it. For it's like a marriage. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a sometimes it marriages end in divorce. It's That's true. true. That's true. Um, <laughs> also, on that website, you'll find a link to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, blah blah blah, yakety schmackety. <laughs> Behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode art I make for the show, access to a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys for a little bit more money, you get Jeff and Josh shoot the shit. If you enjoyed any of our tangents in this podcast, that is literally what that whole podcast is. Yeah, it's wild. It's, uh, I feel like, oftentimes funnier than this show, because there's no, there's nothing tethering us to anything in those yeah, I mean, it's definitely more of like a fever dream. Yes. <laughs> Are those funny? I don't know. Uh, depends on what type of medicine you're on during the yeah, fever you, dream. Yeah, did we drink a whole bottle of fucking NyQuil? Because maybe then it'll be funny. Patreon.com slash podcast. It's like drinking a whole bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> it's like robo-tripping. Um, Please become a patron. We need your money. We love money and you and, and yeah. you and your You're, money. Now the 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 people who still listen to the show and stuff like they're great. Thank you so much. Now we we appreciate your support a ton. Honestly, like if if um we would do this if we had like no listeners, but it would be a lot sadder. Yeah. So we appreciate the hell out of you guys. And I can I can really like confidently say all the money that you give us we do not uh defraud charities with (laughs) (laughs) and on that note i would like to announce the m-class podcast race to the end dementia (laughs) oh fuck what a fucking let's go let's get Um, out of here (laughs) Next next month, by the way, we're going to be doing the Trek Boy uh, Pride Pledge Drive like we do every year, except we're just going to be donating directly to the Trevor Project. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think anyone trusts any creator on the internet anymore. Yeah, we so. always had that option, too, and obviously, like, yeah. we... So we're, we're just doing it that way this time, so um, get in get in your... Uh, get your caches ready to go straight to the Trevor Project. We, we'll have yeah. a link for you that everything will go in under the M-Class banner and your name. Right. right. So, uh, but that's a little ways off past uh, some problems in my life I gotta deal with, so... What's that, June? That's usually June, isn't it? Uh... Yes. <laughs> well, we're looking. We got some time yet. <laughs> Look, I don't know what month it is. It's January. It's the first month since when? It's the first. I, you know what? Great ass fuck. Probably like Caesar. I was thinking February because it's uh, Black History Month for some yeah, reason. Yeah, we don't do a Black History Month thing. Wow. We probably should. Pretty fucking don't. honky of you, Josh. <laughs> well, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I said we do, I'd be lying, and that's illegal. That would be very honky of you. <laughs> lying about doing something good for black people? That's the most honky thing <laughs> That's the is. whitest thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I look forward to the angry YouTube comments on this yeah. show we're not uploading to YouTube. It'll be there still, though. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs>
Goodbye. This is my best Lincoln. I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.